Hi everyone, this is Sensei Hertzellers from here at Ohio Martial Arts. And you know, we talk about this all the time, but it's absolutely true. Most people, when you say the words martial arts, the first thing they think is self-defense. And that's what we do. We help people get in, in good shape, but we teach them how to fight and how to do it in a way that works for the adult body. But then the second thing people are aware of is there's definitely a physical component, a fitness component to our practice. And we want to get people in excellent shape and do it in a way that's so structured and so interesting that they're really not aware of the difficult, grueling nature of some workouts, even though they may be working maybe even harder in martial arts than just about anything else they do. They're not so much aware of the workout. Instead, they're aware of the fun and aware of the improvement. But then there is a third component, and virtually everybody knows it exists, but very few people know very much about it. It's called the mental component, or the internal, the hidden aspect of the martial arts. And One of the things that I think makes our school so unique is we truly focus on that part, because what I've discovered over the years is that you can work very, very hard to change the things in the outside world, but until that internal world changes first, nothing really much matters. You always go back to zero. So my point is, is this show is really about that third component. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit today and hopefully share some ideas, some things that maybe pick you up and maybe feel you, help you feel connected to our community. So one of the subjects that comes up very often is the subject of effort. And on many of these podcasts, you may have heard me talk about this. Um, it's very easy to kind of get lost or uh, misunderstand and, and get m mischaracterized because sometimes it sounds like one of the things that I'm saying is, is that we ought, we, it's not about hard work. And yet almost everybody has experience knowing someone that's very successful. And when you really look at it at the end of the day, you go, well, that's a successful person. I mean, obviously they're successful. They're working harder than others. And there's certainly truth to that. But I'll just kind of explain how this works for me in my own life. So every day, and I've been doing this for years now, a big portion of my day is given to simply developing myself. Uh, without exaggeration and not self-brag, and I know that there are people that can get this done in a lot less time, and maybe it's just because that I probably had a farther way to go and, than, than a lot of other people, but every single morning for years, I get up and I meditate. And then when I'm complete with my meditation, I begin doing mental work. Now that mental work takes many different forms. It takes the form some days of writing lists of positive aspects about people that are around me and about my environment. Sometimes it takes the form of a list of appreciation and gratitude for the things in my life. There are many other processes that I use, idea creation. Many of those are highlighted in my second book, Break the Chain 2. But I'm not kidding you when I tell you this. I spend at least two hours every single day working on my internal world. Now, 
Is that necessary for everyone? Uh, probably not. And I will be honest with you, I hope that's not discouraging because there are some of you probably listening to this talk that are thinking, oh no, how could I do that? I've got kids, I have career, I have job, I have all these other things that I have to do. And I'm not for one minute suggesting that you begin doing that. And the truth of the matter is, it didn't start that way for me either. It started with, and you'll even notice this in book one, because in book one, I recommend five minutes of meditation a day. It really just started with five minutes. And then it just felt so good that I had to meditate more. And I started seeing a result, I had to meditate more. And then the meditation now has kind of leveled out to about 20 minutes, which is what I, what I do every day. But then coming and spooning off of, or spewing off of the meditation work, then became all of the other things that I started doing and all the processes that I started doing and sort of the books that I started reading and the recordings that I started listening to. So the point is, is this kind of evolved on its own. But also, Keep in mind that I'm a unique kind of case study because my life mission is to get this stuff down, to really understand it. And so as I understand it, then I can have a, a class like this or a podcast like this and give you that information that I'm working on. For the average person, you don't really need to do that. Yes, you do need to meditate every day. And I do recommend you work your way up to about 15, 15 to 20 minutes and you do need to do some of this positive work which i've highlighted and will continue to highlight but two hours for most people that's probably a little bit of overkill and frankly maybe the reason why i do it so much is because i need it more than most but the point is is this is my life mission this is what i do this is what i work on and i work harder on it and and just between you and me i i, I don't mean to sound braggadocious or arrogant i work harder on this than anyone I know, and I, I, at least that I know. And of course, we don't know everybody's internal life. My point for explaining this to you is, is simply this. Within the context of hard work, it would be easy if somebody were to record me with a video camera, sitting on my couch, meditating, sitting on my chair with a pen and a piece of paper in my hand, sitting in front of my computer writing, and if you looked at the amount of calories that I'm burning and the amount of jobs that I'm accomplishing during that time, it would be very, very low. In fact, if you were just looking at it without understanding the internal thing that's going on, it would be very easy to just say, wow, he's a very lazy person because look, he's not, not doing a whole lot. But here's what I notice. When I do the work, and when I find the right vibration and the right thought process, I get inspired. And then when I go to do a podcast like this, or I go to do a talk, or I go to interact with somebody, I'm the person that I need to be in order to help that individual get the result that they are looking for. Now, it would be very easy for me to forego the internal work, to let go of the internal work and simply go into the physical realm. It'd be very, very easy for me just to simply start making those phone calls and doing those physical activities that the world oftentimes demands people do in order for them to achieve levels of success. But here's what I'm telling you. What often happens when most people offer a lot of physical activity in order to achieve levels of performance, whether it be martial arts or business or anything else, oftentimes 
the harder a person works is because they are trying to compensate for not getting themselves into the mental position in the first place. So what I strongly recommend that you do is work on the mental position first, because here's what I've noticed in my life. When I do the mental work first, the physical work far exceeds what it would have otherwise, and it also works out because it's got leverage behind it. So that's my point. My point is, it's not a matter of whether you're working hard or not working hard. It's what you do, it's who you are, it's who you have become. And the person that you become will be so inspired to work hard that the hard work will happen of itself and automatically and everything will work out much better. So with that said, I wanted to share just kind of a couple of unique thoughts with you today. At the end of my last class, I used the example of a bag of potato chips. You know, we have a lot going on in the world today. We are literally in the most unique time in, in our lifetimes. And it's kind of fun because I have a grandson and we were talking about him the other day and it occurred to me that, you know what, when we're much older and he's much older too, he's gonna say things like, you know, Papa, um, I remember, it's hard for me to remember, there was something going on, but I don't remember it. Can you tell me about it again? Can you tell me about it again? And we will be able to tell this story of this 2020 pandemic that we're telling everyone about. It's just the most interesting time in the history of our planet and certainly the history of our country. But I also thought that along with it came some interesting things that I've noticed in my own behavior. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I took a little bit of a of a mental or a vibrational hit at first. I remember when I, they first told me that we couldn't open the dojo anymore. For a little bit, my ego was so caught because for a moment I forgot, I forgot who I was. And then I would watch the news conference. And as I would watch the news conference, it was really interesting at first. It was actually a little bit entertaining. But as the news conference would go on and on and on and on, and I would get all of the data, all of the information over an hour or an hour and a half period, and then I would turn off the TV, and then I felt regret. And that's the reason that I use the example of the bag of potato chips, because you might open that bag of potato chips and that first chip or two might be delightful, but if you're not mindful of what you're ingesting, you will make it all the way to the end of that bag of potato chips, and then you're gonna feel bad, and then you're going to feel regret. So my first thought of the day is, is please be informed, follow the CDC guidelines, and, and frankly, I mean, I'm just, I'm just astonished and amazed at all of the different people in our government on both sides and everybody around the world working together, and that's a delightful thing. But you know what? You can get that information quickly. Get the information quickly, but don't spend too much time on it. Don't turn it into a part of your life. You know, the same people that would tell me they don't have 20 minutes to meditate in the morning, they don't have 15 minutes to write down those things that they're grateful for or to send a, 
a note of kind words to a friend or a neighbor or to check on anybody because they just don't have time are exactly the same kind of people that will sit like I did last week for an hour and a half and watch things that really they don't have time for either. So first thing is don't eat the whole bag of potato chips. It's fine. In fact, you should have a taste or two. Then you'll know what's going on and then move on as quickly as you can. That's my first recommendation. And the second thought I have about what's kind of happening in the world today is it occurred to me just the other day that, you know, there's this term for a pandemic of the first person in the pandemic. And that pers first person is often referred to in the medical community as patient zero. That's really interesting. Like there's this entire planet and there's one person one person that first becomes the first one that is infected with the virus and patient zero gives it to someone else they give it to someone else and then the entire world changes over time and i thought you know that's kind of a negative thing patient zero that's a a, a less than positive thing but throughout history there have been many patient zeros many patient zeros. There was a time when people could run a mile only in a certain period of time. There was a wall. You couldn't ever get through that wall. And then came along patient zero. And that time was broken. And then what happened? People all around the world, people that probably never even heard about that one person began breaking that time. There was a time when Two guys, I understand they, they were from here in Ohio, I think. Two guys decided that they were going to create a machine that would get them off the ground. They were patient zero too. Uh, the way I understand it, that first flight was really brief, 30 seconds or something, if that. And now we have men walking on the moon and exploring space and all of the technology that we enjoy dates directly back to patient zero. But you know, this idea of patient zero, it doesn't have to be limited to an invention. Patient zero can be simply a viral idea, an idea about courage instead of fear, about kindness instead of selfishness, about being who we are rather than something else, about partners, never opponents, about friends rather than enemies. And here is what I'm seeing. While it is true, that these are some of the most upturned times that we've ever seen. These are also the greatest time for human growth, history, change. People on both sides of the political aisle are beginning to speak kindly to each other. Countries are now beginning to work with one another. People who really were fearful and disrespectful of the government are now looking at the government with appreciation. Those people that were sometimes taking advantage of the government are now saying, I don't need it all. Others need help too.
let's share. These memories are going to go down as some of the best memories of our lives. And those that are sticking with us, those that are close to us, those friends and those family members that are near us, we will remember these moments forever. You know, I had sort of a vision last night. It was kind of interesting. I was listening to some music and those of you that are of a similar age and when we went through September 11th, there were certain pieces of music that were active at that time. And if you're like me, whenever those pieces of music come, on, come together, you can't help but, but remember those times in life. And then this vision hit me. You know, we're going through this tough time. We're going through all of this stuff. But then it just occurred to me, this is going to be short-lived. We have won. We're going to move through this. We are blowing and flowing in a way we never have. Our asking has never been stronger. And in direct proportion to the power of the asking that is coming from each and every one of this, this planet is responding and we are going to be better off, healthier, more whole than we have ever been. And then I started thinking about the party. Can you imagine the day that we meet together in a large group to celebrate our victory? And then I started going through my playlist of incredible songs from amazing artists and I started pre-planning. Maybe I'll be the DJ at that party. Maybe I will be the one that supplies the music that I remember most from going through these times because what we thought from the outset were the worst of times, in retrospect, become a moment of celebration where we can listen to our songs together. So those are my thoughts today. There have always been throughout history a patient zero. And I've heard Sifu Brown say many times that it's wonderful to have something to live for but it's even more of a blessing to have something that you're so committed to that you're even willing to die for. And what I wanna to suggest to you today is simply this. We all know our life mission. Our life mission is to find a way to be patient zero, to be the good in the world that transforms the life of others. And we will sit together at some point in the future and we will celebrate these times and I will share you my playlist and you will share with me your playlist and we will thank the divine for all the good that has come to us. And the last thing I want to say about this is even though we go through these times, there is this subtle thought in the back of my mind that there is something truly to be grateful for. Because as we went through these moments, prior to these moments, we began to forget everything that we had. And all the little things that we had, we now appreciate. And it's wonderful to appreciate things. But more important than the things that we had that we forgot about. Most of all, we forgot who we are. 
And now, because of a patient zero far off in another country, we now remember what we had, but more important of all, we remember who we are. And I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to see you in person.